Hey, this is Pastor Keenan. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to our Young Adult Podcast. I know you're gonna be blessed because you are choosing to make listening to God's word a priority today. And if you are blessed by this episode, would you consider sharing it with some of your friends? You never know how God could use it in their lives. Well, hey, here comes the sermon. So lean in because God's getting ready to speak to you. I love you. here. If we haven't had the opportunity to meet yet, my name is Mauricio Franco Jr. Um, I actually serve here on on the leadership team for young adults um, and have the opportunity to serve with youth and and on Sunday mornings on the worship team. And I love this house. I love this place. And I just want to encourage you real quick. If you don't have a home church and you're looking for one, hey, might want to check this one out. It's pretty cool. You love it. You'll love it. Uh, Give it a try on Sunday morning. I'm glad you're here tonight. Um, Who's ready for the word? Anybody ready for the word? Cool. Sweet. Let's dive in. Hey, real quick, I just want to, to, to let you know what we're going to be kind of talking about. Um, the title of my sermon tonight is You Can Run, But You Can't Hide. You can run, but you can't hide. Thank you. Thank you. You can run, but you can't hide. We're going to be looking at John chapter 3, verse 17. You thought I was going to say 16. You probably know John chapter 3, verse 16, but we're, today we're going to be looking at John chapter 3. Verse 17. And the reason I've titled this, You Can Run But You Can't Hide, is, is for this reason right here. Because sometimes I feel like in our relationship with God and our walk with Christ, we can sometimes find ourselves, and I'm speaking for myself, running from God. Or maybe even hiding from God. And I've asked, my question, I've asked myself the question, why do I find myself sometimes running and sometimes even hiding from God? And the truth is this, is that sometimes I feel like why I run or, or even hide is because I forget what God's mission was in the first place. I think we can sometimes find ourselves in a place where we forget why Jesus even came to this earth. What was the whole reason? What, what, why, why do we even sit here on a Thursday night, on a Sunday morning? Why, why did Jesus come? And today I want to remind us why Jesus came to this earth. And here in John, John chapter 3, verse 17, it says this. If you don't have it with you, it should be on the screen. It says this. It says, For God did not send his son, which is Jesus, into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Read it one more time. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus came. Not to condemn us, but to save us. The whole mission of Jesus was to come and rescue his lost people, which was us. And I think so many times we put God at a distance. We can find ourselves running or even hiding because we forget who God is and what his mission is. We can find ourselves maybe a little terrified of God, not really wanting to get close to him or approach him. But can I tell you today, my friends, you can run, but you can't hide from the love of Jesus. You can run, but you can't hide from the love of God. You can run, but you can't hide from his, from his forgiveness and his grace. You can run, but you can't hide. You see, some of the things I want to talk to, to, to you about tonight is reminding us who God is and what his mission was, what his mission still is. I got a quick story, um, pretty legendary story. You may, if you've been here around for some time, you, you may have heard it before. And 
If you have, just pretend you haven't heard it. Act like, act like it's new to you. Um, thank you. But I was in the fifth grade. I was in the fifth grade. And some of you probably know where I'm going with this. I was in the fifth grade, Bel Air Elementary here in San Angelo, Texas. Uh, I was a Bel Air Eagle. Any other Bel Air Eagles in the house? Amen, amen. One, two. Yes, my sisters. <laughs> in the front row. Right on. Um, I was in the fifth grade, and, um, you know, I, I'm just going to be honest. There was a girl that liked me. All right, straight up. She liked me. Thank you. Thank you. We can clap for that. You can clap for that. There's a girl that liked me. I know it's a pretty big deal. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, not only did my whole class know that she liked me, but pretty much the whole school knew she liked me. And if I were to be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan. Like, I, I just, I really didn't like her. She wasn't my type. I was in the fifth grade. Come down. I will say this. When we got to high school, I regretted it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm in the fifth grade, and uh, uh, this girl likes me. I, I really don't like her, and it's, uh, it's April the 1st. We all know what April the 1st is, right? We just passed the April Fool's. Uh, April Fool's is legendary. Uh, it's a day where everybody's pranking everybody all day long, and I'm not the biggest fan of it because I'm pretty gullible and get pranked all the time, even when it's not April Fool's. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's April Fool's, and we're at recess. I'm hanging out with my bros, and they come up to me, and they say, Hey, Mauricio. And I'm like, yo, what's up? I said, hey, uh, you know that girl that likes you? I said, yeah, of course. The whole school knows. What about her? I'm all cocky, right? Popping my collar. I said, what about her? They said, hey, we dare you. We dare you to go up to her and ask her to be your girlfriend. And when she says yes, and she's excited, she's blushing, look at her square in the face and say, April fools. I said, no, nah, man, I, I said, I can't do that. What do you mean? No, nah, I'm a man of God. You know what I mean? Like, that's I, I, not who I am. Until finally they kept asking me. I said, you know what? I'll do it. You know, I mean, you can't blame me. I just wanted to be cool. And I uh, almost fell. <laughs> just like I fell into that trap in the fifth grade. <laughs> I'm going to stay back here, Keenan. <laughs> um, so I go up to this girl. And uh, I go up to her, and, you know, she was kind of surprised that I was even talking to her. And, and uh, I said, hey, uh, how, you, how you doing? Um, will you be my girlfriend? You know, kind of random. She's excited. She's laughing. I mean, she's smiling. She's just blushing. You know, she's all about it. She looks at me. She says, I'd love to. Yeah, I know. So cute. <laughs> Until I looked at her square in the face and said, April Fool's. I know. I know. Still haunts me to this day. You see, the truth is, is that, man, I, I did that, and time went on, uh, went to middle school. We lived in the same hood. You got to understand, I seen this girl. We rode the school bus together, seen her around, you know what I mean? And uh, so all through middle school, all through high school, you know, I'd see her, but I'd do everything I could to keep my distance from her. Every time I'd see her, I just, I, I didn't want to be around her. Just because I knew what I did to her, how much I had hurt her. You see, time goes on, and we're now in high school, Central High School. Any Bobcats in the house? <laughs> right on, right on. A lot more than just my sisters. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> we're, uh, we're at Central High School, and I'm a senior. 
I don't have a car yet. And uh, so I'm riding the school bus home. Uh, we get in the bus and it's packed. Literally, I, I get in the bus and there's nowhere to sit. I'm just, I'm, I'm making my way through the aisle trying to figure out where can I sit um, for the ride home. And, and, I'm, and I'm not navigating. And I look up and I look to the back and there's one seat available. <laughs> you already know. It's a seat right next to this girl that I pranked in elementary. A seat right next to this girl that I pranked in elementary. I'll tell you, I start walking. I said, man, well, I'm going to sit by her because I don't want to sit on the floor. You know what I'm saying? I'm chubby, you know what I mean? Like, I can't even. It's like, that's not going to work for me. Start navigating through the aisle, and I walk up to her, and I say, hey, uh, can, can I sit here? She looks at me, and she's smiling. And she says, yeah, absolutely. Sat down. We, we're on our way home, and uh, I'll tell you, my friends, that day is the day I, I realize women don't forget anything. <laughs> because what happened in the fifth grade? It came up. You see, but I was surprised because it came up in a way that I wasn't expecting. You see, I was expecting her to be upset at me. I was expecting her to be mad at me. I was expecting her to be holding this grudge on me. You see, yeah, I understand. I hadn't talked to this girl in years. I sat down. She brings it up. and She's laughing. I'm just like doing everything I can. I say, man, I forgive, like, forgive me. Please, like, I'm sorry. This, she's like, chill, bro. Like, forgive you. Relax. You see, I tell you the whole story to tell you this is that, man, the truth is this, is that I think sometimes we can often find ourselves treating God that way. We, we feel like we did something bad in our past and we regret it. And every year, every time it, 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 it pops up in, in our head and we can't forget about it. We can't let it go. And we think that God is just is just is just waiting to zap us. We think that if we even get near him, that he's going to, he's going to maybe just throw it in our face and, and dangle it above us and kind of remind us of, of how bad we were. And I'm telling you today, my friends, that that is far from the truth. That is not the heart of God. My friends, I want to tell you today that God is saving a seat right next to him for you. He loves you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8. Uh, verse 5, verse 8, right, Kenan? Uh, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That means that God isn't. He's not holding it over our head. He's not holding it over your head. My friends, I want to remind you today that God is closer than you think. He is better than you think. He is much greater than you think. He is more loving. My friends, you can run, but you can't hide from his love. You can run, but you can't hide from his grace. You can run, but you can't hide from his forgiveness. See, so many times we want to keep God at a distance. We run, we hide, but God is chasing you the whole time. Whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not. And all he's asking you to do is rest in who he is. Stop walking around with your head hang low. Those, those things that you did, they don't define you. Come on. We need to know that right now. Come on. They do not define you. You are not defined by your past mistakes. You're not defined by what you did. You're not defined by what society says, by what culture says. You're not even defined by, by what you say about you. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You're defined by who Jesus says you are. And you are his child. You are his. You can run, but you can't hide. 
You see, God's plan was never to condemn you. We just read his plan was always to save you. His plan was always to save you. And today I want to look at a story real quick in the Bible. Maybe you've heard it. It's the story of Zacchaeus. I don't know if you know the song. Anybody know the song out there? Right on. Can we sing it real quick? Is that cool? One, two, one, two, ready? Zacchaeus was a <laughs> that's enough, that's enough. <laughs> Kyle, you might want to recruit some of these guys for the worship team. Nah. <laughs> Y'all sound beautiful. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we sing this song, and, you know, I, I grew up in the church with this story, too, and I, I've always just remembered, like, Ben Zacchaeus, okay, cool, he ran up a tree, and, you know, but as I got older, I, I, I try, to, try to study the story a little bit more. And today I want to look at this story. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you've read it a million times. But today I want to look at it with fresh eyes. Because I believe God wants to unpack some things and reveal some things to you that maybe you've never seen. Maybe you've never seen before. Is that cool? Yeah. Luke chapter 19 verse 1 it says this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He was the chief tax collector and was wealthy. I'm going to establish something real quick. We know Zacchaeus. Okay, he's the chief tax collector and he's wealthy. A little backstory. This man literally, if you don't know, was a, was a chief tax collector and was wealthy because he cheated people out of their money. He wasn't wealthy because he did things right or he was a good little businessman. No, no, no. This man was rich because, man, he had done some people dirty and now he's, he has the money. He has their money. You got to understand, nobody was the biggest fan of Zacchaeus. The community, I would even say despised this man because of how dirty he was with people, how, how, how screwed up he was and how, how messed up he, he would be with other people. You continue the story, it says this, it says, he wanted to see who Jesus was. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, he ran ahead and climbed a tree to see him. He ran ahead and climbed a tree to see him. I find it interesting. I get it. Zacchaeus is short. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm short. I understand. Um, and if I wanted to see somebody, you know, I ain't going to climb a tree. First of all, <laughs> We're not even going there. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 what I probably would have done if, if, you know, if, I, if someone was passing through town and I wanted to see him, I probably would have just kind of like made my way like, okay, I'll, I'll run ahead. Jesus is coming. I'll run ahead and I'll stand right here and I'll just kind of wait for him till he like makes his way so I can talk to him. You know, I'll make myself kind of seen in a sense where Jesus, where Jesus can see me. You know, if I, if, if I really wanted him to see me that bad. But I find it interesting that Zacchaeus, he, he, doesn't only, he doesn't only run, but he climbs up a tree. As I was reading this, it kind of almost seems as if not only is Zacchaeus running, but he's, he's hiding. He's in a tree. He's in a tree. The Bible says that he's in a tree and he's waiting for Jesus so he can see, so he can see Jesus. But I think the problem with that is, is that Zacchaeus is hanging out in the tree. And yes, the crowd's there and Jesus is passing by and he's going to see Jesus from the tree. But it's almost as if 
Zacchaeus is kind of cool with seeing Jesus, but Jesus not seeing Zacchaeus. And I think so many times, if we're going to be honest, we fall into that place. We get comfortable in our hiding place. We get comfortable with other people hanging out with Jesus, other people having their Jesus encounters, other people experiencing miracles and miraculous things and great things. And God's doing all these beautiful things with people. And we're kind of in the tree just hanging out, watching everybody get their Jesus fix. But I want to tell you today, my friends, that you're not meant to be in the tree. You're not called to be in the tree. You're not meant to be hanging out on the sidelines watching everybody get their Jesus fix. No, Jesus wants to love you. Jesus wants to have an encounter with you. Jesus wants to, Jesus wants to save you. Jesus, he simply wants you. He wants you. As we continue reading, it says this. It says, Luke chapter 19, verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. I must stay at your house today. I thought it was Zacchaeus, and I was kind of hanging out in the tree. And I knew the kind of person that I was. You know, the kind of person Zacchaeus was. No, not, people weren't the biggest fans of him. And seeing literally Jesus walk up to him, and maybe Jesus, Zacchaeus even thinking, man, I, I'm, I'm nervous, you know? Like, maybe Jesus isn't the biggest fan of me. The whole community isn't. This guy probably isn't either. Yeah. But I love that Jesus walks up to him. And what does he say? He walks up to the tree, looks up, and he says, Zacchaeus. We got to understand something here, my friends, that Jesus was not calling Zacchaeus into shame. Jesus was calling Zacchaeus by name. He was calling him by name. And tonight, Jesus is calling you by name. He's not calling you into shame. He's not walking up to the tree and looking at you and saying, man, all the bad things that you did, I'm, gonna, I'm here to throw them in your face. No, he's, he's walking up to the tree and looking up at you and saying, man, I'm going to give you my grace. Why? Because I'm that good. God is that good. He's that good. He's that good. You see, I love... I love that Jesus calls him and he says, man, I'm going to stay at your house today. That's the first thing he says. What is Jesus saying? He says, I, I want a relationship with you. I, 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 I want to get to know you. I, I just want to chill with you. I want to I hang with you. I'm not interested in what you did. I'm, and even right now, I, I love it because Jesus isn't even interested in like fixing or telling Zacchaeus, go get your act together. Go fix this. Go fix that. So I think sometimes we get it twisted, my friends. We think that we have to have our act together. We think we have to finally stop cussing. We have to finally stop doing this or finally stop doing that for Jesus to finally make his way towards us. And I want to tell you today, my friends, this story right here is proof that Jesus will make his way to you no matter what. He'll make his way to you no matter what. No matter what, he'll, he'll make his way to you. You can run, but you can't hide from Jesus. He's that good. You can run, but you can't hide from Jesus. He's that. He's that good. Jesus was interested in Zacchaeus. He was interested in the person. I find it interesting. He was interested in the person that no one else was. He was interested in the guy that everybody despised. The person that nobody was the biggest fan of. 
Jesus was the biggest fan of. Jesus, Jesus wanted a relationship with Zacchaeus. You see, as we continue reading, it says here, so he, so he came down at once and, and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. Doesn't that sound familiar? You know, you, you, you come to know Jesus and things are going great and people start talking a little bit of trash. People start saying this, saying that. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. People are seeing all the great things happening for Zacchaeus with Jesus. And they're here laying back low in their madness. Look at that, look at that Jesus. He's hanging out with the sinner, really? But today I want to let you know that other people's chatter doesn't matter. Other people's chatter doesn't matter. It doesn't. Because what God wants to do in you is with you. Is through you, is for you, not for other people. Don't allow others people, other people's chatter to ruin what God wants to do in your life, to ruin what God wants to do, the, the great things that he has planned for you. Verse 8 says this, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. I will pay back four times the amount. What happened here? I think what happened here was, was, was what we call repentance. There was a change of mind. He literally experienced who Jesus was, and now he has a change of mind, a change of way of thinking, yeah. and now he wants to do what he feels that God is leading him to do. Yeah. It wasn't God saying, hey, get, do this and do this, and then I want to have an encounter with you. No, it was Jesus, man, saying, I want an encounter with you. And naturally, everything started falling into place. My friends, when you come to know Jesus, things will start to fall into place where they need to be. Things will start to fall into place. Those things that you were worried about, they'll naturally start to fall into place. You see, Jesus wants to love you right where you're at. Right where you're at. In the hiding place, if you're running, he wants to love you in your brokenness. In the middle of your mess, Jesus wants to love you right where you're at. But you notice that Jesus didn't leave Zacchaeus there. Zacchaeus, he, loved, he loved Zacchaeus right where he was at, but he didn't leave him there. God was so good that he, man, he, he did greater things in him. Yeah. And that's exactly what Jesus wants to do, to do in us tonight. Verse 9 and 10 says this, Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. That's why Jesus came. We read at the beginning, Jesus didn't come to condemn you. No, he came to save you. He came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus knew why he was coming. He knew that his mission was to, to come and save, to seek and save the lost. So don't be surprised when Jesus makes his way to you because he already knows what his mission is. He already knows what his purpose was on this earth. You see, Jesus isn't looking He's not looking for you to be perfect. I want you to know that right off the bat. 
It's not why we're here. I'm not standing up here because I have it all together. I'm not standing up here because I, 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 I'm the perfect Christian in the world. No. Jesus isn't looking for you to be perfect. He's looking for you because you, my friend, you're worth it. You're worth it to him. You're worth it. And if we can have somebody come up and play real quick. Um, I believe some, some, some people are in, in this room tonight um, feeling that, man, I, I'm not worth it. Are you sure, Mauricio, that Jesus would come and want to save me? Are, are you sure that he looks at me and says, man, I'm, I'm, that, that I'm loved and that I'm forgiven? Yes, absolutely. He's not looking for you to be perfect. He's looking for you because you're worth it. He's looking for you because you're worth it. I have a, I have a, um, I have a $50 bill right here. Um, you can buy a lot of things with this $50 bill. I'm not good at math, but you can buy a lot of things with this. Um, you can go out to eat. Um, <laughs> why do I always think of food first? <laughs> you can do a lot of things with this. Maybe buy you a fresh pair of kicks. Um, you can do a lot of things with this money. Um, uh, but this, this, this $50 is, is worth $50, obviously. <laughs> and uh, it has value. It has value. It holds value. But what's interesting is that this $50 right here, um, I could crumble it up. I could crumble it up, and, and it's still worth $50. It's still worth 50 bucks. I could literally throw it on the ground, and I could stomp on it as hard as I could, and it'd still be, it'd still be 50 bucks. I could tear it up and take, tape it back together, literally, because I remember my mom and dad doing that when we were kids, and it'd still be worth money. You could still use it. I could literally spit and walk over it and trample over it, kick it to the curb, do all this bad stuff to it. And it's still worth $50. Why is it still worth $50? Because it holds value. And I don't know who's stomped on you. I don't know who's kicked you to the curb. I don't know who's looked at you and maybe even spat on you and said that you weren't worth it. But the truth is this, is that in the eyes of God, you are worth it. No matter what people did, no matter what you even did to yourself, I feel that strong right now. Some of you in here have been hurting yourself. Somebody, or, or even talking just bad about yourself. feeling that you'll never measure up or that you're not good enough. There's no way God would love me. Yes, he does. He does. He sees you. You're seen. You can run, but you can't hide. Why? Because you're worth it. You're valuable. You're beautiful in his eyes. Stop running. Stop running. I want to read this real quick before we wrap this up Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 and 
through 30. It says this in the message translation. I love this translation. It says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Some of us have been running and running and running and running, and tonight, Jesus is saying, take a real rest. Let me show you how to take a real rest. I want to encourage you tonight, my friends. If you don't take anything away from the sermon, take this. Stop running and start resting. Stop running and start resting. Rest in Jesus. Rest in his goodness. Rest in his grace. Rest in his forgiveness. Rest in him. Stop running and start resting. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to create a moment. Maybe you're here today, say, Mauricio, man, I've been, I've been running. I've been running and I've been trying to hide. And tonight I realize that Jesus is closer than I, I, I could ever, I ever thought he was. He's more near. And that's true. And today you decide, you say, man, today I want to have my encounter with Jesus. Today I want to have my moment with Jesus. I've been hiding too long, peeking through the, through the branches and the leaves from the tree and seeing everybody have their moments. And today I want to have my moment. I recognize his goodness, his love, his forgiveness, my worth, how valuable I am. And I, 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 I want Jesus. I'm tired of running at night. I just want to start resting if that's you tonight. You want to say, I want to give my life to Jesus tonight. If you can just, at the count of three, nobody looking around, every eye closed, slip up your hand. One, two, three. Yes, 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 yes. Nobody looking around. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. You can put it right back down. Thank you, guys. I just want to pray with you tonight. And if everybody can just repeat after me. With these, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love, for your grace, for your goodness. Jesus, I ask you, you come into my life. Transform me from the inside out. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen.